0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Well, here we go, the NBA Draft Lottery. I'm glad that you are back with me. Good show today at 3 o'clock. And, boy, we get ready for game one in the East. No Marcus Smart. He's out with the mid-foot sprain. And no Al Horford as he is in the safety and health protocol. How about that? I mean, the Boston Celtics without two key pieces to start the Eastern Conference Finals in Miami with that game in about 30 minutes. It is the NBA Draft Lottery. And if you are lucky enough to be number one, who is going to be the guy? Is it going to be Chet Holmgren from the Zags? Or could you see the pick maybe being Jaden Ivey, shooting guard, all right, uh, out of, from the Purdue Boilermakers? What about Jabari Smith out of Auburn? All right. I mean, I keep seeing Smith and Ivy. Also see Banchero, the power forward out of Duke, Holmgren, in the center. On a lot of people's boards, one, two, three, four in that order. Uh, and you know, a lot of people I see with Shaden Sharp, shooting guard out of Kentucky, uh, in the top five, others, Keegan Murray, a power forward. Uh, you look at AJ Griffin, a small forward. Uh, those are some of the names as we get ready for the NBA draft lottery in Chicago. And when you look at the NBA draft lottery, it's hard to believe that the Sacramento Kings are
2: in the lottery for the 27th time. How about that? 27 times.
1: All right, this really won't get going for another 15 minutes or so because of all the nonsense they do to build it up. And we get that. It's made for TV, so it takes a while. So while we wait for that, we'll get to some phone calls, and we'll get to John. John, you'll start us off here on this NBA Draft Lottery show. How are you
0: today, John? Holy smokes, Grant. I'm doing pretty dang good. Um, One thing I just want to say, I don't want to play – as for the, the draft, I don't really want a player out of Duke or Kentucky. I'd like to have a player that's from Gonzaga or something like that i don't need one of the blue bloods i need people someone who could play and who could deal with teammates because it seems to me guys that come from those uh schools such as duke and kentucky i don't want to call any them out or all players out but they almost have a chip on their shoulder already and they think that they're deserved already deserved when you should come into this league and learn how to play and that's what you know gonzaga has been uh capable of putting on a great product without it seems to me without uh, high prospect names out of school are you, are you on board with that you hear what i'm saying no you know what
1: i'm not on board with that for this reason i think if the kings i think the kings if they get a top five pick i yeah. think they're going to trade it i think they're going to trade the pick and the reason so is they idea. can't be waiting you know what john they can't be waiting around for another 19 year old kid to develop they need they need to get a player that can play that is really good and if they take an existing player and maybe you know a high draft pick maybe they can get that player that's what i think is the best i don't want to see another 19 year old kid on the kings i really don't
0: i didn't really that's not really what i meant as a 19 year old kid what i meant is some someone who's a college i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. i know a freaking all-star so you know i guess you need to pick your poison which way you go but a 19 year old kid i don't want to go and the first thing you talked about, holy crap, Marcus Smart ain't playing. And then
2: uh, uh, COVID restrictions.
1: Al Horford. Yes, Horford. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I know. Awful. Terrible way
1: to start. I know. I hey, John, that. you have you know a good one, I man. Love,
0: you know how I love Jimmy Butler and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. But I want him to fight the – I want him to play the toughest guy. That's why, you know, when I play, I want the best guys against me. I want to play against the best. So – you know, I'm sorry to hear that about both those guys. Because this is going to be a fantastic series, and you know, another half hour, it'll start up. It'll be great.
1: Be good, buddy. Thanks, John. Good hearing take from you as always, bud on. Yep. Take care. All right. If you want to come on the show, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Again, the Kings have a seven and a half percent chance of winning the NBA lottery. All right. They have a basically a one in three chance of getting a top four pick, but they have a the best percentage is to get the eighth overall pick. Go figure that. All right, let's check in with Jeff here on Listen Up on this lottery special. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant.
3: Nice talking to you again. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, you know, I, I was hearing what you're saying about trading the pick, but if they get in the top three. And that's your uh, top four or top three. And that's Jabari Smith guys around. I mean, have you looked at the stats?
1: Yeah, I don't care about stats. You know what I care about? I care about things that I know. I don't know if – Marvin Bagley had great stats, and I thought he was going to be a hell of a player, and he basically turned out to be, for all intents and purposes, a bust. If I can well, get a player – wait a minute. If I can get a player in the NBA that I already know is good, like a Sabonis. We already knew when you traded a really young, promising player like Halliburton who might be an all-star someday, but you knew what you were getting in return. You were getting a surefire, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, uh, all-star. Go back to the Tyreek Evans draft. Look at all the mistakes that were made in the top five picks. Philadelphia made a mistake at number one. The Lakers made a mistake at number two. And the Phoenix Suns made a mistake at number four. There is no sure thing in the draft. I'd rather have a player that's an existing player in the NBA that I already know can play as opposed to rolling the dice on a young kid that's been a one and done in college. That's just me personally.
3: Well, I understand where you're coming from. It's just that I don't know with uh, the max on Fox. I mean, if they package Fox up and the draft pick, maybe, I mean, I could see where you're going, but this kid was like an 80% free throw. And I know you don't care about stats, 42% from three point, And he had like a 43% field goal average. I mean, That's not too bad. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean
1: anything to me. Doesn't mean anything to me in college. And I again, I I know he's good, and I know that he's might be the number one pick in the draft, or he might be two, or he might be three. The point I'm trying to make is those stats in college, you know. And again, at Auburn, Jabari Smith was the real freaking deal. I get that. I like what I actually watched Auburn play a couple times this year, and I was just kind of like, wow. Um, I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to either go first or second in this draft. I could see Home Green going first. Jabari Smith. Second, I don't think Smith will go three, four, or five. I think he's either going to be one or two in this draft. I really do.
3: Well, one little thing we have on our side, if you believe in faith, Jabari Smith won the Wayman Tisdale Award this year. Oh, so about that? Tizzy, if Tizzy's up in heaven with that saxophone, right? Is that what he played? Yep. Yep. Uh, if
1: uh-huh. if, he's,
3: if he's Tizzy's looking down on us, we just might have a yep. chance.
1: well tizzy actually tizzy tizzy was a bass guitar player that's what Uh, wayman played but he played but he played with uh you know a lot of times he'd be with dave cause he'd be with a lot of other uh outstanding uh saxophone players but tizzy basically uh was a bass guitar player and he was great 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 he
3: was a nice guy too wasn't he
1: not only he was beyond nice he was great he was one of the nicest human beings i've ever been around in my life i mean And his wife, Regina, and their family, just spectacular, just beautiful people. And Wayman was the best. I don't remember him ever
3: being a problem in Sacramento.
1: Problem? Are you kidding me? Wayman was just like, Wayman, the problem wasn't even in his vocabulary.
3: Right. Well, I mean, if there could be more Wayman Tisdales out there, we'd we'd have a good good league.
1: Yeah, I wish one of them was president.
3: That's... (laughs) Oh, Grant, you're, you're the best. <laughs> See you, buddy.
1: You take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right. See you. That goes for any presidency, not the current one. Yeah, you get a Wayman Tisdale and put him in office. Then you have a leader. All right? That's what this country needs, a freaking leader. Tizzy, boy, I would follow that guy anywhere. Amazing. All right, so this is an NBA draft lottery special show. The participants of the representatives of the 14 teams are walking up onto the stage as we speak. So, you know, they're going to introduce them, then they're going to go to a commercial, then they're going to talk about how it works, and then maybe another commercial, and then finally, uh, we'll get going. You also have to remember that Wayman Tisdale played for the Indiana Pacers. And they have a 10 and percent chance of winning the lottery. So, you know, Tizzy could be up in heaven in his Pacers jersey. But if I know Tizzy, he's in heaven with his Oklahoma Sooner jersey, where I first met the great Wayman Tisdale. They have, I've shared this story with you before, but while we wait for the NBA lottery to start, I was working in central Illinois and uh, NBC had the game of the week which was Oklahoma and the All-American Wayman Tisdale against Lou Henson's top-ranked, you know, they were a top 10 team, the Fighting Illini of Illinois at Memorial Coliseum in Champaign. And I'm sitting in, on the baseline with my camera, you know, like a, a video camera, not a camera you take still pictures with, getting video for my sports cast that night. And it was so unbelievable to be sitting on the baseline watching Wayman Tisdale play in front of me because Wayman really was a household name in college basketball and I was just like wow and I was there and I was shooting not only video of the game but I was shooting ISO video on Tizzy for a feature and Illinois beat Oklahoma that afternoon and I walked back after the game and I'm standing outside the Oklahoma sooner locker room And I'm standing out there for like 20 minutes. Finally, the sports information director comes out and said, what can I do for you? I said, I just would love to get two or three words with Wayman. He goes, I don't know if Wayman's going to want to come out after a loss. I said, I understand. Two minutes later, Wayman comes out of the locker room. I said, hi, how are you? My name's Grant Napier. He looked me in the eye, shook my hand, very soft-spoken. I asked him three questions, okay? Okay. And he could not have been more cordial, more pleasant after a loss. And when Wayman end up coming to Sacramento in the trade, I said, Tizzy, you're probably not gonna remember this. But I actually interviewed you after a loss in Illinois, and he goes, Oh yeah, you interviewed me right outside the locker room, didn't you? I go, Yep. It's what what a small world. And then Wayman just became I don't know. I, I considered Wayman like family. And I I can't say enough about the Tisdales, you know, I I was young and I was by myself and they invited me over for Thanksgiving and they had an open door policy. They go, come on over. We'd love to have you have Thanksgiving with us. And I was just like, wow, how about that? You know, Wayman and Regina inviting me over and anyone else, by the way, for Thanksgiving. And that's the type of people uh, that they were in Wayman The last time I saw Wayman, he was playing at the Radisson Hotel, Dave Cos and friends, and he's on the bass guitar. And I had seats about four or five rows right in front of the stage. And Tizzy's doing his thing. And then there was one song where Tizzy's actually playing the bass guitar and singing. And I stood up and Wayman saw me. And in the middle of his lyrics goes, Grant Napier. And at the intermission, he goes off the stage into what their green room was. And they had security everywhere. And I said, hey, can you just let Wayman know Grant Napier? And the security guards know me. And they go, could you let Wayman know Grant's here? And he would like to say hello. And the security guard came and goes, yeah, Wayman, come on, follow me. And I went into his room. It was me and my then wife. um, And this was a long time ago. And I talked to Wayman for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And that's the last time I was ever in the presence of Wayman Tisdale never forget it that big smile of his on the stage with his bass guitar and I was just like wow you know wow what a what a phenomenal phenomenal human being love Tizzy all right again this is an NBA draft lottery special uh you won't miss a thing when they start making the picks I will let you know all right you won't miss a thing Al how are you today Good, Dave. I'm just
4: calling you back from an hour ago. And uh, hey, uh, refresh my memory. What were the tizzy rules when when, uh, Wayman was with the was
1: something called the tizzy rules? Yeah, they were. They were the tizzy rules. And I honestly I I don't even remember, to be honest with you. But, yeah, they were the tizzy rules. And they also had they called Wayman's little shot with his left hand uh, the tizzy flip because he was always doing finger rolls. And they called it the. uh, tizzy flip. I'd have to go back and re- recall what the hell the Tizzy rules were all about. But yeah, there were the Tizzy rules, and then there was the Tizzy flip, which they women had a patented finger roll uh, close to the basket, and they called that the Tizzy flip.
4: Oh, that, that's an awesome memory, boy. Jerry was right, man. You you got you have such a treasure trove of memories and people you you've met. You really, I'd be right in line to buy your book,
1: man. If you come out with your memoir, I'd, that'd be a hell of a read, man. I have some amazing stories, Al. I will tell you that. I have some amazing stories. I got to – I hope you consider
4: it. I really do. It's a, you know, But uh, as to the draft, uh, is there, what's your take? I know you were saying there's about four or five guys. There's no one real bona fide LeBron out there. Who do you think – who would your gut feeling be is going number one overall? I guess it depends on who's who –
1: most mock drafts have Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga going number one. Uh, He's going to take a while. He looks like a toothpick. So he's going to have to get, you know, a a couple of years to get strong. And, uh, and, and again, I think if the Kings, I don't think the Kings have time to wait on someone like Holmgren. He might be the best player in the draft, but I mean, he's listed at seven feet and 195 pounds. I mean, it looks like, you know, a strong wind could knock (laughs) him over on the floor, you know? So that's not a guy that I would want to go with if I'm Sacramento, if they decide to keep the pick. I don't think the Kings can afford to wait uh, that long on a player uh, development.
4: Is there any of the top five, in your opinion, are who may, might be the most NBA ready to be come out and just
1: start balling? balling. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone's ready to just come out and start balling like you talk about. Uh, they're all young. They're all freshmen, right? Okay. Except for Jaden, Jaden Ivy actually was a sophomore, but you know, a lot of people talk okay. about uh, Banchero. Uh, okay. You know, he, he's, he was a freshman. Uh, Jabari Smith was a freshman. All I right. mean, there are a lot of young players in this draft. I don't think the Kings can afford to wait. I just don't see how they can be. I don't know how they can afford to wait uh, a couple of years for a player to develop. I don't see it.
4: Oh, I totally agree, man. Those kind of players are the guys that had the, the potential that the potential word in a draft, and you know most to the NFL, it just makes me cringe when I hear the potential word. Oh, six six, yep. he can uh, throw yep. the ball three hundred yards, and oh my God! Anyway, what, lastly, right. I'll just leave you with the uh, what's your uh, one of your craziest or favorite memories about the Kings and their drafts? Do you have any one particular one that
1: stands out, or? Yeah, I think it was when I was in New York uh, and the Kings drafted two players that I was there. One was Purvis Ellison and I got to know him. And then the other was Walt Williams. And, you know, I not only interviewed Walt, but we ended up on the same flight the next day and talked to him on my layover and we hung out. And, you know, I remember him telling me the story that his dad had just passed away and how sad it was for him to be drafted in the NBA and not have his dad there. And, um, You know, just the, the you know Walt Williams is a special, special guy. Those are some of them. But hey, Al, I'm gonna get going because the draft's gonna start soon, and I want to keep everybody oh, yeah. up to date. All right, Thanks, man. all right. Take care. Thank you.
2: Yep. All right.
1: So, again, the NBA draft is going to start. The Kings, by the way, are a 7.5% chance of winning the lottery. They can't get five. They can't get six. All right? Uh, Their highest percentage is eighth. All right? And Mark Tatum is the NBA deputy commissioner, and he is going to get uh, the proceedings started. So here we go. All right. The 14th pick in the NBA draft goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that's the way it should go. All right.
2: The 13th pick in the NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets. The 12th pick goes to the Oklahoma city thunder.
1: Nick Collison, the former great Thunder player, and
2: Sonic in attendance representing OKC. The Knicks are 11th. Tom Thibodeau in the crowd, not looking very happy. The 10th overall pick goes to the Washington Wizards. The ninth pick in the NBA lottery goes to the San Antonio Spurs. The eighth pick goes to
1: the New Orleans Pelicans. So we'll see if Sacramento was cold here at seven. If not, they're lucky and they're in the top four. The seventh pick in the NBA lottery. The Kings get lucky. They're going to move up. The Portland Blazers are seventh. So the Kings are now a top four pick. The Kings get lucky. And DeMontis Sabonis all smiles.
2: The Indiana Pacers are sixth. They'll have the sixth pick in the draft. The Detroit Pistons are number five. So the four teams are going to be the Rockets,
1: the Magic, the Kings, and the Thunder with their second pick. So coming up, the Kings, a top four pick. They move up again from seven. Are they going to be one? Are they going to be two? Are they going to be three? Or are they going to be four? All right. There you have it. What do you think? You feeling lucky? Are you feeling lucky? It certainly gives the Kings an option now to draft a player or make a trade. Your top four
2: players, not in any order on most mock drafts, are Holmgren, Banchero, Ivy. uh, Let me do that again. Ivy, Jabari Smith. Holmgren,
1: Sharp. You know, those are some of the picks that I see on all these mock drafts. I'm not going to sit here and try to make it sound like I'm an expert in college
2: basketball because I'm not, all right? I'm not. But you at least now know
1: that you are going to be no worse than fourth if you were the Sacramento Kings. The last time they moved up in the draft, Well, they took a guy by the name of Marvin Bagley. There don't appear to be any Luka Doncic's in this draft. All right? I don't think we have any Luka Doncic's in this draft. I don't think you're going to have a player of that magnitude. But again, you could have the ability of taking a player and trading that pick. All right? That gives you a lot of possibilities for the Sacramento Kings, who have moved up from seven, either one, two, three, or four, currently they are in a commercial break for the NBA lottery. I know Kings fans are thinking, wow, is this the year that they're going to get the number one pick when there really isn't a consensus number one pick, by the way? You know, there really isn't. I know a lot of the boards had Chad Holmgren, but when a guy's 195 pounds, you're going to take a center that's 195 pounds, it's going to take three years before that body is really NBA ready. You know, if you think he's going to be Akeem
2: Olajuwon, that's one thing. All right? So, you know, those are all things uh, that they're going to have to
1: evaluate. I still think the best scenario is to take that pick and trade it with an existing player to get a player in the league that you already know can play. Enough with these kids coming in to your team. The Kings do not need another kid. All right. In my opinion, unless that kid's name is LeBron James, then then I would take a kid. But I don't think they can wait that much longer. I really don't. A lot will be determined though, whether they're one, two, three, or four. Obviously, a huge difference in terms of what you'd be able to get, because most boards have the top two players in this draft. Most, not all, as Smith. And Holmgren, but we'll see, you know, we'll see. Sabonis, though, representing the Sacramento Kings, all smiles when the Kings logo did not come up at number seven. So as we said, the Houston Rockets, worst record in the NBA, all right? They have the best chance of getting the number one pick here and we'll see again they're going to drag this out for as long as they can and now we are back in Chicago for the final four picks of the NBA lottery and as we say that they got to show pictures of you know the Boston Celtics warming up again nobody cares get to the get get to the lottery all right all
2: right here we go so again four teams four teams Sacramento
1: Orlando, Houston, Oklahoma City with their second lottery pick. So here we go. The fourth pick in this year's draft will go to the Sacramento
2: Kings. So the Kings move up from seven to four, which is not bad. The Rockets
1: get screwed with the worst record in the NBA to get the third pick. Again, I hate the lottery. Oklahoma City gets the second pick and the Orlando Magic. How many freaking times did the Magic win the NBA lottery, for crying out loud? Seriously. How many times did the Magic win the lottery? It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. The Orlando Magic seem to win the damn lottery all the time, don't they? Incredible to me. Absolutely incredible. All right, let's get your reaction now. Let's get to uh, some phone calls. We got a lot of people that want to talk, and I'll be happy to do so. And we check in with Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing, Grant? Good, man. What's up?
5: Nothing much. I I'm not sure why you're surprised about the Magic. They
1: are the Magic. <laughs> yes, they are. But how many times have you heard them? You know, called the Cleveland and Orlando. You know, it always seems like you hear their names called. You know, number one in the draft. But what? You know, what do you think? What do you think no about doubt. what just happened?
5: Uh, you know what? I mean, it's a blessing to move up to four. Um, I wanted to bounce something off you, something that I was thinking about looking at contracts. Do you think with uh, Portland rebuilding, there's any opportunity to possibly have a trade for Dame where you package the fourth pick? You send Rashawn Holmes and De'Aaron Fox, which offsets the max contracts and maybe some future pick considerations for the Kings?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Portland is in a, in a mode where uh, they are going to be looking more towards the future, and we heard about Damian Lillard a lot last year, so it, it would not surprise me. Um, I think Damian Lillard, you know, with Sabonis and with Mitchell and, you know, maybe, you know, acquiring another player or two in the offseason is a very attractive uh, all of a sudden. To me, if you do that, I think they contend for the eighth spot in the West. You know, if you add Damian Lillard, and lose Fox and Holmes, and then add another free agent or two, to me, assuming that Lillard and Sabonis stay healthy, I think that gives you a really good chance to move into the, you know, seventh or eighth spot or maybe ninth. But, you know, I think it moves you up a couple of spots on the ladder in the West.
5: Well, I think that also puts them probably in the top five pairing in the league in terms of the pick and roll offense. I mean, they're, can you imagine those two playing together with their skill sets?
1: No, it would be pretty amazing, you know? It's also pretty amazing that Damian Lillard is representing the Portland Trail Blazers uh, at the NBA lottery, so keep that in mind. That doesn't seem to me like that's a guy they're planning on moving when he's sitting there representing the Blazers on NBA lottery night. But did
5: you see the look between Lillard and yeah. uh, Sabonis when I did. the Kings moved up?
1: <laughs> I did see the look, yes. Yeah.
5: So, no, I, I I think that would be the ideal move for the kings if that's going to work out and i do apologize i have a hundred pound hundred pound dog jumping in the background no but, problem uh, <laughs> no i i think that's what we need i mean it, it for looking at the king's needs and looking at what's available i mean do you see anything better or who do you think they would take at this point
1: you know they it's too early uh, i mean when you say is there anything better now that we know the draft order The phones are going to be ringing off the hook between now and the last week of June when they have the NBA draft. So uh, right now on, what is it, May 17th, uh, the possibilities that exist today will be completely different uh, in five or six weeks from now.
5: No doubt. I just find it ironic. I I just feel like Damien is going to end up in Sacramento somehow. They were so high on him. You spoke about that in the previous podcast, just about, you know, how yep. management loved him. And I, I just think he would be a perfect fit for what, as long as Vivek keeps his hand out of the pot, he's a perfect fit for
1: what we're trying to do here. would be a Hague. perfect fit anywhere. You know, you got to remember the Knicks want him too. So, you know, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Hey, I'm going to get to some other calls, but it's always good hearing from you. I really appreciate it, Ryan.
5: You got it, Grant. Talk to you soon, brother.
1: Yep. Take care. All right, let's get to uh, some other people that want to talk, and uh, we will say hello to Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey,
3: a little tizzy luck, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, go from seven to four. There's nothing wrong with that. Moving up three spots is always a good thing.
3: I I felt it was going to be two, but mm, that didn't happen. Well, I got a fantasy trade for you, and you'll probably poo-poo it, but you think the Lakers would give up Westbrook for that draft pick and Fox?
1: I wouldn't take Westbrook uh, if I I wouldn't take Russell Westbrook under any circumstances.
3: Okay. Not even for Fox, huh?
1: Nope. Nope. I wouldn't take Westbrook. I, I think he's very difficult to play with. Um, He's a ball dominant guy. Uh, He can't shoot. I'm tired of, I'm tired of watching point guards in the NBA that can't shoot. Uh, I'm tired of watching point guards in the NBA that can't make free throws. Uh, Yeah. I like Russell Westbrook. He's an immensely talented player. Uh, His stats prove that, but I, I don't want players that can't shoot, and he can't shoot.
3: So he'd be a, just a higher-level Darren Fox is what you're saying. Correct. Right. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. All right. All right, well, Jeff.
2: Take
1: it easy. It, it yep. a Have a good, good night, buddy. Job. Really appreciate it. All right, let's get back to John. Uh, he was talking to me earlier, and then we got right to the draft. So, John, uh, what do you think, buddy?
0: Man, I was so immensely ecstatic when the Sacramento Kings didn't come up number seven. And coming up number four, that's the worst of the top four we could have got. But man, it is, it's is—it's good to at least have the number four. And yes. I think rating the pick is going to be the very, very best option for us. And keeping keeping the pick and picking one of the top four guys you know, like we talked earlier a little bit about the blue belt. Bo- you know, some of the blue bloods, Kentucky Duke or something like that. That's not going to be the best way to go. But trading that to, s- if we can trade it, Grant, it and it almost gives me a deja vu because we've tried to trade this before, haven't we? We've discussed yes, this. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And I, I,
1: I don't know, and I, and I, and I don't say this. In, in, to be condescending or anyway, I don't know what kind of value the number four pick in this draft really has like, this is not, you know, I'm not saying you can't get a good player at number four, but I don't know what that standing alone will get you. You're going to have to package that player, or excuse me, that pick with an existing player that, you know, is either a Harrison Barnes or someone that's pretty good yeah. uh, to yeah, get that player thinking, back in return.
0: Thinking. You're speaking exactly what I wish I could say so eloquently. And, you know, we had the 60th pick, and Isaiah Thomas was the greatest 60th pick That's for sure right. the Kings have ever had. One of the greatest 60th picks ever. So it's not like, nothing, right. it's, not like it's impossible, but we just need and to – And he was, and, and, and he was much,
1: much better. He was much, much better than nope. the Kings lottery pick that year, which was Jimmer Fredette.
0: Oh, no question about it. Who never even got it, barely out of the G League, if I recall. Right. Well so yeah, he, and he, also know, Kyle yeah. Guy, Kyle Guy was picked not that long ago. And man, yeah. we should have just threw him into the fire instead of throwing him into the G League. But so well, you I'm know, really hoping that we are able to trade it for somebody who's for somebody a Sabonis likes, like maybe the guy from Portland. Hey, that guy's pretty good. Dimes, that that could yeah, be pretty uh, fun the way they were winking each other everybody was that uh, Ryan? Uh,
1: Yeah, everybody knows Damian Lillard's really good. So, you know, you're going to have to give up a lot to get Damian Lillard. They're not giving him away in Portland. You're going to have to give up an awful lot uh, to get Damian Lillard. That's for sure.
0: Hey, man, that's why Portland is kind of a smart organization because they know they're not giving that away for free. They're not.
1: No, they're not. Hey, John, you have a good night, buddy. Hey, go Jimmy. Always appreciate it, man. Thanks very much for the call. All right, if you want to come on and react to uh, the NBA draft lottery won by the Orlando Magic, followed by uh, Oklahoma City. Again, the Rockets, their third, the worst record in the league, get screwed. Uh, I hate the lottery. I really do. Uh, and then Sacramento moves up from seven to four. All right, seven to four. Uh, hockey also going on tonight. You know, we talk a lot about the NBA, this being an NBA uh, lottery special the game one without Marcus Smart and Al Horford in Miami and about 20 miles north the Florida Panthers are playing Tampa in game 1 of their second round of the playoffs and uh, Florida has scored a first period goal and now there's 6 minutes left in the second period and
2: they lead by the score of 1 to nothing all right so what do you think Sacramento you want to keep that pick or do you want to move that pick All right. There are a
1: lot of different names at shouldn't say a lot of different names. There are some different names at number four. Uh, Some some people have Jabari Smith at number four. All right. Uh, I personally don't think he will be at number four. I think he'll be gone before then. Again, I'm on record right here on May 17th as saying, I would trade the pick if I could. All right? I know some people think that Shaden Sharp, shooting guard out of Kentucky, is the guy that's going to be going at number four. And there's all kinds of mock drafts out there, and we do them just to have fun, right? We do it just to have fun. These things change. Uh, quite often, but those are some of the names that we keep on hearing. All right, uh, Shaden Sharp's on several mock drafts. The shooting guard out of Kentucky uh, at four. All right, it just again it goes. I and I'm not taking the player that I need the most. I don't care about that. I'm taking the best available player. If I'm using the pick at number four, I don't care what position that player plays. If I'm going to keep the pick. All right. I'm taking the very best available player at number four. No more drafting for position. All right. You should have learned that long time ago. All right. Long time ago. Don't take a player based on a position you need. Take a player that's the best available player on your board, regardless of the position. All right. Again, if you want to chime in, give me your thoughts on the NBA lottery and the draft order would love to hear it. If you're just joining me, the Kings go from seven to four. Houston was three, Oklahoma City two, and the Orlando Magic win the NBA draft lottery. So, you know, you look at the Magic, you look at the Thunder. Yeah, I could see the Thunder being pretty decent next year, and I'm not talking about the draft. I like You know, what they've done to build up their team. And they may, they're about, if they draft properly, they're about two years away from being one of those teams in the West that becomes very formidable. They're about two years away if they draft well, because they are loaded, loaded with draft picks. Loaded. You know, they're loaded with draft picks. So they're in good, if they draft well, they're in very good position. Uh, in the West. You know, as far as Sacramento, we keep on going over this. Sabonis has got two years left on his deal. The Kings have been horrible. They haven't made the playoffs, as you well know, in 16 years. They, in my opinion, cannot afford to wait on a young player to develop. Not going to happen, in my opinion. So best case scenario, trade that pick with an existing player if I'm the Sacramento Kings. We'll see what's out there. We'll see what is out there. All right. Do you want to get in on the program today? Uh, Do you want to talk about what happened in the NBA lottery? I am happy uh, to do so. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls on this special show. And we are going to say hello to Marty. Hey, Marty. How are you?
5: Doing well. How are you today?
1: I'm good, buddy. What's up?
5: I got about one minute, so I'll make this quick and short. But I've been going to every single wishing well and throwing as many quarters as I can into every well ever since uh, Utah Jazz blew that lead. And hopefully, Gobert and Mitchell sign some divorce papers. And if I'm Monty McNair and the Kings, I'm doing everything I can to get Mitchell. I know that's all hypothetical, but that's yep. where I see the pick. That's where I see the pick, hopefully,
3: going.
1: All right. Appreciate it, man. Have a good night. Have a good the problem. Thank you. The problem with that is, if you're the Jazz, you're going to trade an all-star for a draft pick. You're not going to do that. So it would have to be something that is a lot more than the draft pick that would appease the Jazz. I don't see
2: the Jazz parting ways with Mitchell. I I don't. I I don't see that. Um, But if they do,
1: you're gonna have to get very creative to get a player of his caliber. And I don't think the fourth pick in this year's draft is that sexy. I'm not saying it's bad. It just doesn't knock you off your chair.
2: If you're a general manager in all likelihood, in all likelihood, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see the, the reality
1: is a lot of things are going to change between now and the draft towards the end of June. All right. Going to change. It's going to change. And, you know, we'll, we'll Chet Holmgren be the guy that the Orlando Magic take Will he fall a little bit? Would he be available at number four? Uh, Again, all of these things will be changing between now and June. All right? You get all the workouts.
2: You get the interviews. You get everything. All right? You get absolutely everything.
1: But again, the Houston Rockets are now third. All right? Third, after having the worst record in the NBA. So if you look at some updated mock drafts, they really haven't changed based on who won the draft. Orlando 1, Oklahoma City 2, Houston 3, Sacramento 4, Detroit 5, and then it's Indiana 6, Portland, New Orleans from the Lakers, San Antonio, and Washington. All right? So those are your top 10 picks. And again, I just don't really see the teams that are one, two, three. They're not ready to win right now. I just, I don't see them moving their picks. They're building for the future those teams, especially Oklahoma City and Houston. Very much building for the future. All right? I, I don't, I, I'd be surprised. If the Magic move their pick, I'd be surprised if the Thunder or the Rockets move their pick. Now, the Thunder have two lottery picks. Possibly. But again, uh, I would say unlikely. I would say unlikely. Uh, I know already on a new mock draft, I see that they had the Kings taking Jaden Ivey, the shooting guard, out of Purdue. They got homegrown going to Orlando, Smith going to Oklahoma City, Banchero to Houston, and then Ivy, who does have two years of college basketball experience from Purdue, 6'4", 200 pounds. And then uh, I see Shaden Sharp on a couple of boards, fifth to Detroit. So again, I'm just throwing out some names out there. You know, it's always fun to throw names out and, you know, see what's going to happen. But, you know, again, on some of the mock drafts I'm looking at, uh, the new mock drafts that have just come out in the last 15 minutes, a lot have Chet Holmgren going to Orlando. He's going to take a while. I mean, a kid's a string beam. Have you seen him? I mean, he, he he's really thin. So it's going to take him a while to get an NBA body. Uh, I, I don't see him being having a, a real true NBA body on his frame for three years. I, I just don't see it. I, I'd be surprised. So – You know, is Orlando in that position? Yeah, they probably are. They probably are. All right, if you want to get on before I uh, close up this show, uh, hit me up. I'd love to hear your reaction. I think the Kings' best move is to move that pick from uh, where they're at with an existing player to get a veteran player that you already know can play. Get a veteran player. Put them on the floor with Fox put them on the floor with Sabonis and see what you got. That to me is the best case scenario. I don't see any of these players that the Kings could potentially take coming in and having that big of an impact. I don't see it. I really don't. All right. Hey, really fun day today. Good show at three o'clock. Good show here. A lot of fun talking about uh, the NBA lottery. And then I will be back with you tomorrow again at three. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate your support. And again, tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific,
2: right here on Listen app. So long, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here
0: today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were
0: getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>